All right, men. Good morning. Wow, what a what a group. I don't think I've uh, seen this many guys at 6:15 and in a long time. And I realize that uh, we probably overwhelmed the kitchen crew. Yeah, we've overwhelmed the kitchen group. So uh, I know some of you are still waiting for a little breakfast, but guess uh, appreciate your your patience and uh, thanks to the hard work of the kitchen crew this morning with breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, amen. All right, so how many of you this past week were a little more intentional about uh, uh, filling else somebody else's bucket? Uh, or, yeah, how about your wives? Who, who uh, was intentional about filling up their wives' buckets? You know, the one thing that that made me think about is, uh, you know, gee, when somebody is saying something negative to me, it's like, oh, wait a minute. This guy's trying to dip out of my bucket, you know. I'm, I'm going to be a little more on guard uh, with that, and at least uh, realizing it, you know, you can uh, uh, at least be, uh, be cognizant of that. Uh, all right, how many of you um, review resumes uh, or involved in selection and assessment for your organization? Yeah, and uh, how many of you see frequently on those resumes, good team player? Good team player. Yeah, it seems to be one of those catchwords that I think I was reading is, is a little bit overused and well, we're going to find out this morning what, what things really might make up or what questions to ask to really find out if somebody is a, uh, is a team player. So uh, I'm going to turn it over here. I was I happened over here a suggestion. I know we don't have enough copies, but I think we're going to see a list come around. More. We made yeah. some more over made there. Made some more copies. So if you uh, didn't get a copy, run over to the table. We just made some more. And I think we're going to send around a sheet to uh, get guys' email addresses to see if we might be able to figure out a process to um, have these scanned and, uh, and emailed to you ahead of time or, uh, or the day of. So anyway, with that, I'm going to turn it over to uh, uh, Derek and Jim. Cool. Appreciate that, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Might have a future in announcements one day. We'll, we'll talk about it. Wow. How are you doing this morning, Derek? I am very good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Compared to last week, you know, when I was the, I had the Honduras crud, and the moment I finished, I ran into my office, let you guys do your group <laughs> this thing. This is gross. Laid down, and I didn't, I'm not going to tell any details. Okay. No. Well, it's gross. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Appreciate that. So, what are also, you, what are you yeah, doing with this? We're going to go ahead and pass this around. Thanks to Kelly Kelsey. Had a great idea to send these things out ahead of time. I know I'm that type of person. I like to see it ahead of time and look at it electronically or be able to print it off on my own. So as this goes around, by the end of the day, we should, or end of the morning, we should be able to hit everybody. Just put your name and the best email address for you. Because everybody has like seven email addresses and only two of them actually we check. So put down the best one for you. What this does not mean, Derek, that they have to do any work ahead of time. Part of the genius of this is that we read the books so you don't have to. But, but we also put summaries over here, and we'll send those summaries out to you ahead of time. Doesn't mean we don't, we, you know, we don't want you staying home if you didn't read the six-page or eight-page summary of the book that we're putting out. I think it's about six pages today if you guys were able to grab that summary of today's book. So, uh, and we'll still have hard copies for you in case you don't have a printer associated with your email. Yeah, it's really good to see everybody this morning. This is awesome. Yeah, this is cool. Uh, so this is the book we're looking at today. It's one of the hot books uh, in uh, the last couple of years. The Ideal Team Player, Patrick Lencioni. Wow, cool yeah. guy. Have, have any of you guys heard him speak or read any of his books or anything like that before? There's something in okay, He's cool. an evangelical Catholic, 
And uh, so that's sort of, we've just sort of biased you. You know we're going to probably come up thumbs up on whether this one's biblical or not. So uh, we want to take you through the book. It won't take all that long. And when we'll, uh, we have questions for you, you've probably gotten the, the sheet of questions. We'd like to direct you at your table to go through. So uh, the book is entitled The Ideal Team Player. And so the first question you have to think about is, what does this book apply to in my life? What kind of teams am I on? So uh, I just put a couple pictures down here of some teams. Um, <clears throat> certainly if you're on a ball team, if you're on a ball team, this really does apply, right? Absolutely. Football, basketball, bocce ball, all those kind of ball teams. <laughs> and it applies to, of course, work teams like our staff or, or the people you work with. And I wondered, well, does it apply to even the small group at the table? Well, probably not yet. You know, you haven't developed identities, but after seven, eight, nine weeks, you'll be able to tell uh, which of these qualities, these three qualities, uh, really stand out uh, with certain people at your table. Would you say, too, that another, another area, another venue for these teams is, is the home? I would. That's why I put a picture you know, of a family here. Um, you know, I thought I'm working on planning a family reunion uh, for my family for next summer. Isn't that uh, for what? A couple thousand? Couple thousand. <laughs> so I have ten brothers and sisters, and uh, the way we relate as eleven siblings, adult siblings, really fits this very well. As I was reading this book again in the last couple of weeks, I was thinking. Oh, yeah, we just fall into these categories. Yeah, so families, it, it fits in. So, uh, yeah, and your family, you're hungry and your wife's smart, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm always hungry, she's always smart, and she's always humble, and she's hungry too. <laughs> so, Patrick Lencioni, now the thing is, the first question we're going to have you talk about at your table is what do you think of these three categories? Because if I was writing the book, if you're writing the book, and you tried to come up with the ideal virtues for, a team, for an ideal team player, you might have come up with different ones. He comes up with these three humble, hungry, and smart yeah so this first one humble it means humble <laughs> don't you love when the definition of the word is is the word itself uh -huh. but it's this is the idea that you are treating others as more important than yourselves yeah. you're not you're not out to get the spotlight when recognition is given it doesn't mean that you completely deflect it it doesn't mean that you say no 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 that's 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 not me but it does mean that you're valuing the team or you're valuing the people who helped you to do whatever that task was that you are recognizing them you're recognizing that accomplishment and it's not all about you but it's about about the people who are around you yeah yeah uh, not defensive, not arrogant, and so forth. Second quality, hunger has to do with uh, someone uh, for whom the word more uh, characterizes them. They, they always want more. They want more work. You never have to uh, push them because they're the type of person who's always taking initiative. They want, they want more responsibility. They, they're, they're always eager to do more and uh, go above and beyond. They're never a slacker. They're passionate. will do whatever it takes. They're, uh, they're ambitious. 
Now, this third one's a little different than what it sounds, Derek. Yeah, smart. Usually, at least when I think of smart, I think of intelligence. I think of, I know a lot of facts. I know a lot about this particular organization. I know a lot about this particular skill. All these things that I can load into my brain as knowledge. But that's not the, exactly the kind of smart that he's talking about. And so he's talking more about people smarts. Are you wise in social situations? Are you wise in picking up on how other people are feeling in the group and being able to respond accordingly with either your nonverbals or, or your verbals? So if you think about these for just a second, you realize that he's saying something important because he's saying something sort of anti-cultural. In our culture, if you think about it, our culture does not push humble, hungry, or smart. Instead of humble, our culture sort of pushes pride. It pushes self-centeredness. It pushes celebrations in the end zone. You know, it pushes uh, <clears throat> you know, people who will talk about themselves. And, and instead of hungry, we're entitled today, right? You hear that a lot. Uh, you, you'll have people at your workplace who you can think of immediately. We're not really hungry, not really wanting more work or more responsibility. They're just wanting, they're just what they feel entitled to a, yeah. to a better seat at the table or to more income. And instead of emotionally smart, people are isolated today and oftentimes think that's the way to go and they don't want to be, you know, have to relate to people. Now, he tells the story in his book, and Lencioni always does this in his books. He has a story, a business story, and his story is about a guy named Jeff whose uncle's company uh, has just taken, I think, signed a new contract, but looks like it's going to go under. It might fail. And as, as, as Jeff and his uncle and his, his sister get together and try to decide how to save the company, they start looking at all the employees and they say, what is it? That makes the good employees good, the bad employees bad, and what kind of new people do we have to hire in order to handle this new multi-million dollar contract? And these are the three qualities they come up with in, in his story. So we're going to want you to relate to that at your table, but um, I find a lot of merit. In fact, yeah. in fact, we did this as a staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did this on our staff retreat, what, a year ago or something? Yeah, I took this book and we yeah. went through it. We talked about these three qualities and we thought, wow, this, this is really spot on with where we are. Yeah. I think one of, one of the interesting things with this, the humble, hungry, and smart, Lincioni, he kind of he puts them up on, on the pedestal as these are the ideal qualities of a team player. So these are the things that, that we should be shooting for, looking for, and hiring, all these kinds of things. But I think maybe an even more telling reason why I think there's a lot of truth into these three areas is because you guys know and, and we know that if somebody's significantly lacking in one of these areas, it's one of the first things that will show. It's one of the first things that you notice. So if somebody's really arrogant, prideful, that's one of the first things that clicks in our head of, whoa, we got to you know, pump the brakes on this guy a little bit. It hurts the team. So he starts off by, uh, he says, listen, one or two won't do. You need all three of these. The ideal team player is the person who has all three. And then he, what I find the most interesting part of the book is where he talks about the kind of coworkers you have who have either one or two of the qualities, but not all three. So he comes up with this 
Beautiful picture, and we, I'll, I'll, let's walk them through it real quickly. Yeah, this is great. I love these. <clears throat> so uh, the, the, the co-worker you have, family member you have, whatever, who's not hungry or, or smart, emotionally smart, just humble, what is he? He calls him a pawn or a doormat. This is the, <laughs> this is the kind of person who, who, who you can walk over at work, who, who's always quiet, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, sort of, sort of the boss has to say to him, a simple thank you would suffice, you know, because he's always uh, licking, licking the boss's boots, okay? But he's very, he's nice, and ve he's very humble. Yeah. He just doesn't really push, he's not a driver, he's not a doer. He's not really that people smart, <laughs> but he's humble. Yeah. Uh, and, and then comes the next category, the bulldozer, he, because he's not humble, and he's not smart, emotionally smart. He's just hungry. He's very aggressive. He wants to get things done. And so he tends to be kind of a tank, sort of like Peter. Remember early on, you know, in his career, he began to rebuke Jesus when Jesus said, I'm going to have to go to the cross. And he says, Lord, you're not going to die. Well, that was Peter the bulldozer. Hungry, but not humble and not smart. And you guys, how many of you guys played football before? Okay, any of you guys have meatheads on your team? <laughs> or maybe you were the meathead? <laughs> this is the bulldozer. This is the guy. I had a guy I played with at Wabash who was very much like this. Very aggressive, very good, middle linebacker, not so people smart, and definitely not humble. But that's who, isn't that who you want as your middle linebacker? Yes. Yeah, okay. There's perfect roles for this person. <laughs> it may just not be on... The ideal team player, community, you know, side of things. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the third guy who only has one of the three qualities. He's not humble or hungry. He's just emotionally smart. Who is he? He is, of course, the charmer. He's the guy that walks through your life and you love spending time around him uh, briefly, you know, because he's the guy in your high school classroom or whatever who wasn't hungry and so he didn't do the homework and he wasn't humble because he liked to be the center of attention, but he kept you laughing and he kept you distracted when you were bored. So. Uh, and then how about the guy, though, who's, who's both humble, Derek, mm -hmm. and he's hungry, but he's not emotionally or relationally smart? This is, I had a hard time coming up with an example for this guy. Yeah. May, did you ever have, can yeah. you think of anybody like well, this? I could think of a guy in the Bible. You know, Peter at times uh, was, uh, wasn't very hungry, like in that last one, or wasn't very humble. But at times he was humble, and I think he was an accidental mess maker when, when he and James and John went up to the mountain of transfiguration. And Jesus is transfigured with Moses and Elijah, and Peter stands up, and, he, and he's kind of cute, he's, uh, but he's stupid. He's, 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 he's humble, he's hungry, but he's not smart when he says, Lord, let's build three temples here, when, when Jesus has just been pointing out that he's got to go to the cross, and Peter is all about glory and power. So um, my, my, I had a son. I'm like, I almost said my middle son, but I won't you, say you that. You still have a son. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I you have three I sons. Son. <laughs> I had three sons. So I had, I had a son who was a charmer. And then, uh, and then he became uh, more humble. And he graduated to accidental messmaker. <laughs> where where he, con he really entertained us all the time. But 
uh, some not all that intelligently, and we would just laugh all the time. And and you know, he's my favorite kid to be around because he makes me feel better about myself. Well, just 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 so everybody's clear, make sure that you guys know this is recorded, so you can go online and check it. And if any three of Jim's sons, if you're listening to this online at some point, make sure you ask him if if this is you. <laughs> They will not be listening to this. I promise you. So then you have the, uh, the, the, the kid or the coworker who's humble, and he's relationally smart, but he's not ambitious. He's not hungry. He's not asking for more work. And immediately you go, yeah, I got, we got guys like that. This is, if you are a leader in, in whatever organization you're in, and you want people to succeed, you want to see people grow in their leadership, you want people to, to, to grow in their responsibility, at least for me, this type of person can be the most frustrating. And I, I've worked with a guy like this, not here, um, but at Target, and he was, he was a great guy. He, he was humble, he, he had people smarts. It's like, man, this is you know, the kind of guy that you want to grow in their leadership, to grow in their responsibility but he just didn't want it. He's just, he had other agendas. He, he was there. He was fine with, hey, clock in, clock out. I'll be nice to people. I'm not going to cause a mess. I'm going to work as hard as I need to. But it's frustrating when, you're, when you want to elevate their leadership and you can see the potential in them, but they, they just don't desire it. They, they don't have that hunger. They don't have that, that thirst for it. Brandon Marshall. No. Uh, anybody else play fantasy football? Sorry. But um, so, so Brandon Marshall was, is a guy who's been on my fantasy team never again. So he played, he played last year for the Jets. And uh, one of the top receivers talent-wise, and he's apparently a great team player. And the New York Giants uh, purchased him in the offseason. He was supposed to, along with uh, you know, their other receivers, he was supposed to make Eli Manning a superstar. And he was supposed to take the New York Giants all the way to the title. The problem with Brandon Marshall is even though he's a great team player, apparently very humble, apparently very smart, he's a slacker when he gets on the field. He doesn't run out his pass routes unless he's the primary receiver, and he, he'll drop. He drops more balls than any other superstar receiver, and so he's now off my team because, because he's dropped key passes this year. Anyway, so I'm sorry. I'm just personal. My That's perfect. fantasy team is dying. So... <laughs> That's the lament of the morning. Okay, now here's the worst person. Here's the scariest person. Here's the scariest person of all, according to Patrick Lencioni, because he lacks the single most important quality of humility. He's, hum- he's hungry, meaning he's, he's, he's always wanting more. He's kind of ambitious. And he's, he's very good with people, very relational, but he's not humble. And this guy is the, the, the charmer slash bulldozer. He's the skillful politician. And this guy can be deadly on a team. Uh, I'm sure you guys, as you, you think back, you could probably think of people who are like this. They're, they're very suave. They, they have the right things to say. They're not going to really, they're not going to offend people too much because they have that emotional intelligence to know what to say and when to say it and how to say it in a way that makes themselves look good in a way that will help raise their rank in the company in the way that will help them climb the ladder. But you know deep down, and, and it's, initially it's hard to spot, but you know deep down they are not in it for the team. 
they're in it for whatever they can get out of it, for the money, for the power, for the position, for whatever it is. But like you said, this person can be you know, very scary and, and deadly on your team because they are willing to trample over people. They're willing to bulldoze people to get whatever it is that, that they want. Patrick puts it this way. He says, hungry and smart without, without humble is the most dangerous combination. A skillful politician who's not humble and people get hurt. And you, I'm sure you can think of someone in your lifespan who, that you've worked with who's, 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 who's really hurt the team like this. Certainly King David would say, would, would immediately name his son Absalom who was hungry, very ambitious for the throne, and was very good with people, but he wasn't humble. You remember that, that passage, Derek, Second uh, Samuel, where yeah. Absalom would stand out by the, by the gate of Jerusalem, and as people came in and out, he'd say, how are you doing today? And they'd say, well, you know, I feel like somebody's treating me unjustly. And Absalom would say, if only I were appointed you know, judge in the land, then everyone who has a complaint or case could come to me, and I would see that he gets justice. And when anyone approached him to bow down before him, Absalom would reach out his hand, take hold of him, and kiss him. Absalom behaved in this way toward all the Israelites who came to the king asking for justice. And so he stole the hearts of the men of Israel away from his father. And as you know, then he tried to take the throne. Yeah, the, like I mean, Lincoln, you can, he said, you know, then people get hurt. Yeah, this is the, oh, I will be the savior. I will be the one to help. I will be the one to correct the problem. I will be the one. But really... And maybe he even has, and you guys can probably think of people like this on your, on your teams or people you've been around. Chances are if they are a person like this, technically they probably have the skills to be able to solve and to be able to help and, and the knowledge for whatever it is to actually be able to get it done. They have the competence. But like Lencioni says, it's that humility piece because it becomes more about them than it is about the success of the team. Oh, without uh, you know being really careful here, one of the boards that I serve on has a has a very, has quite, has a famous person has a well known person on it, and he's a very powerful personality, and um, he uh, and this is a shortcut for how to tell whether you have a skillful politician uh, that you work with uh, uh, when when the board meeting is going on because he's so important because it's all about I, he's oftentimes on his cell phone or on his computer doing stuff. Whereas everybody else is involved, he's too important for that. When other people tell a joke and everyone else laughs, he doesn't laugh at other people's jokes. He'll tell jokes, he expects you to laugh. He doesn't laugh at other people's jokes. He doesn't, he's not the first in line to praise other people for achievements, uh, but, but he's extremely effective in getting his way. And, and this person's he's terrifically hungry, terrifically shrewd and smart. Because uh, he deals with thousands of people every week, but but he's just not humble. Yeah. But uh, so, what we really are looking for then is the ideal team player, and as I hope as you've uh, listened to these, because we're draw, drawing this to a close, I hope you think, okay, where am I strongest and where am I weakest? I know right away which one of these I'm weakest on. And which is that? I'm not going to tell you. So. <laughs> That's very humble of you to say that. <laughs> so, but no, I, I think it's a good thing saying, where am I strong, where, where am I weak, where do I need to improve? Mm -hmm. you know? So let's repeat, humble, most important virtue, focused on the greater good, 
recognizes what is true about yourself. He says, it, you know, uh, the person who has too low a view of themselves, is that's not real humility. Uh, hungry, uh, goes above and beyond, is never a slacker, passionate type of a person. Smart, it means, it's, we're talking about EQ, emotional quotient, not intelligence quotient. Common sense around people, okay? Now, is it biblical? What do you think? Well, I guess since we have Bible verses, there's probably some, <laughs> some in there. So yeah. here's, Humil- here's, Humility comes before honor, Proverbs 15, 33. Um, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. We see that in James. First Peter, we see, you know, clothe yourself in humility. This is, as Lencioni says, at the end of the book, Jesus is, you know, the person who exemplifies humility in all of these things. I must the best. Admit, yeah, I must admit that apart from the other two virtues, says Lencioni, humility stands alone. It is indeed the greatest of all virtues and the antithesis of pride, which is the root of all sin, according to the Bible. That line in uh, a bestseller, number one bestseller, for a long time on both New York and business bestseller lists. Uh, how about hungry? Is that... Yeah. That's obviously a, a biblical thing. We see in Proverbs talking about... The ant, learn from, learn from the ant, be, be strong, be wise, be, be hungry for achieving more. Don't be lazy, work hard, serve enthusiastically, especially for the Lord. We see that in Romans. Is that Michael Phelps? Yeah, that's, that's who you got in there. How about uh, emotionally smart? Yeah, the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Loyalty, <clears throat> loyalty makes a person attractive, Proverbs 19. And then a fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. So bottom line is we think that the ideal team player is really, really biblical. And so that's one reason we, we thought we'd introduce this book to you. We strongly recommend it. Next week we'll, we'll take a little book that some of you are familiar with, QBQ, The Question Behind the Question. You're going to absolutely love that. Um, let's let's uh, read our memory verse. It's just yeah. four words long. Everybody together. Clothe, Clothe yourself, yourself with humility. First right. Peter five five. So uh, in your sheet, you'll notice the questions. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna encourage you. There's maybe more questions than you can cover during this time, so you can bounce around if you want. Uh, first, uh, before you look at the questions, introduce yourself around the table again. Your job, your family, whatever. And then uh, take that, those questions. Comment on the categories. What do you think of them? Have you had experience working with difficult or struggling coworkers? Which of the three virtues were absent? How did it affect their morale? Four, think of your current teams at work, church, family. Is each a success? Why, if struggling, what are some of the factors? And then five, six, and seven move into the specific qualities. Great. Can I pray for us? Please. Heavenly Father, thanks for this book from Lencioni, Humble, Hungry, and Smart. Thank you that we see all these qualities in Scripture. We see Jesus exemplify these three qualities. And so while we see it in the workplace, we know that it ultimately comes from you. And we thank you for Jesus dying on the cross for us to give us eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.